much for coming on today. I really appreciate you guys taking the time to come. I know you guys are super busy, especially right now with everything going on. Our pleasure. Happy to do it. Yeah, thank you. I um, I can't believe I realized we've known each other for over a year and a half already. But I don't know where the time went. <laughs> But um, I remember when I met you guys, it was at um, that hotel in uh, Westlake, Westlake yep. Village. And um, I just knew you guys were so awesome. I'm like, these are people I want in my life forever. And I just feel really blessed to have you guys in my life. And um, I, I thought to have you guys on because I just love your story. Um, and I just thought people should hear it of like how you guys met and uh, your whole marriage and when you guys got married and, and just your life that you have today. So I thought it would be inspiring to people that, um, that have these dreams and want to have businesses and they have their goals, but then also uh, want a successful marriage. So I thought it would be cool to have you guys on um, mm -hmm. to like kind of share your story. So, um, so yeah, I just, if you guys want to talk a little bit about uh, where you came from, like Lee, where did you grow up? I grew up in Charlottesville, Virginia, but um, I traveled a lot after college and ended up out here when I was 26, and now I'm home, and I've just been here this whole time. Just over 26. Exactly. Over 26. Um, yeah, and kind of just fell into the entertainment industry, and um, I you know, met my husband here 17 years ago, so now we're kind of just... I don't, I don't want to say stuck in LA because we love it, but I never, I don't know that I ever thought I'd be living here this long, but I, I do love it. So, so um, you, you want to share what you did in entertainment? Yeah. I mean, I, oh my gosh, I feel like I've done, I've had like 10 careers within a career, but I, um, she started as a janitor and worked her way all the <laughs> exactly. way up. Well, I basically did because I started as a PA. Yep where you are sort of like a janitor. But I worked on a bunch of television shows, and then I went and did a publicist on big films, like in the late, in the late 1900s. <laughs> and um, then I, uh, I actually started working as like a talent producer, meaning like I book celebrities for things. Um, I also hosted a show for Lowe's Theaters that was like the best job ever. Um, where I just talked about what movies were coming out and stuff. And then I spent the last 10 years at Access Hollywood as a producer. Um, and sometimes they use me on air for like sporting events. Like I covered all the Super Bowls while I was there, which was amazing. And so I've gone from like interviewing Tom Brady to now picking up dog poop with him all day. <laughs> it's great. It's, honestly, it's really not that different. <laughs> Which leads us to Aaron. Yes. So, yes. Um, I too grew up in Southern Virginia, although we didn't know each other at the time. I'll get to that Sorry. funny story later. Yeah. But um, I bounced around a lot and then moved to California uh, about 18 years ago. Moved up to LA and the first job I had the first week I was here was just basically a, a grunt on a production job. It was a, a logger and um, walked in, saw her, Started a little office flirtation, found out we we're literally from the same small town in Southern Virginia. Our I mean, dads, had the same dentist and everything. Same dentist. Our dads were in med school at the same time. The kicker is she is slightly older than me, <coughs> a decade. And um, it turns out that we literally were in the same school system. When I was in elementary school, she was in high school literally across the street. 
my babysitter when I was in third grade was on her cheerleading team. So there were lots of just weird similarities. We, we ended up just really hitting it off. Um, but I didn't have a career when we met. She was the breadwinner. She had been here and established for 10 years. I was literally basically the equivalent of an errand runner. But I hated the idea of working in a restaurant and waiting tables, which is what everybody who comes to LA does when they're figuring out what they do. So I found a woman who had a dog walking business, worked for her for a couple days a week, and eventually bought the business from her. And I had to borrow money from my in-laws, which was pretty embarrassing, saying, I need to borrow money to buy a dog walking business. I felt like I was starting a paper route and needed like a hundred bucks to buy a bike. Yeah, because I had to say to my parents <laughs> at 35 years old, um, my new husband needs some money for a dog walking business. <laughs> I'm like, a little okay. humbling. And, um, but I had a vision of what I thought it was going to be. And my vision turned out to be, it turned out to be bigger than my vision. I thought it was going to be something I'd do on the side, go back to grad school, but it kept just growing and growing. I ended up getting licensed to be a trainer. So now I'm a dog walker, boarder, trainer, daycare runner, and it's kind of exploded. And, um, who knew it's just the right place, the right time and found the right people. And it's worked out really well. And then Lee, you uh, kind of retired from entertainment and now you guys are working together full time. Yeah, I, I left to Access Hollywood last year, um, pre-COVID, not really, you know, understanding <laughs> what was about to happen. Not um, sure she would have left if I you know, knew COVID like, was coming. But. Um, yeah, so I, I'm still able to, like, you know, when this is all over, hopefully freelance. Um, you know, like I freelanced last year for, like, the Emmys and stuff um, after I left. So, yeah, I could go back to work, but I have been helping him. We work together, which I know some people think is crazy. And there are, there are a few times where we want to kill each other. But overall, I'd say 80% of the time, it works out really, really well. It does. It, it works well, too, because he's out doing the walks and doing these training sessions all day. And I'm here, like, literally doing daycare. And, you know, someone comes out back every 20 minutes to drop their dog off or pick their dog up or whatever. So, I, so we're not, like... We're not sharing an office. Exactly. And, and like, in each other's space yeah. all the time, yeah. which is good. Yeah. You guys we can't even share a bed, so we, we can't <laughs> we can't share an office. That's true. <laughs> That's not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, because you guys sleep in separate rooms. Right? You do. Totally. Yeah, I'm not the world's best sleeper, and I never have been. And I think when we first met, and I was, um, we were living in a shoebox condo in Santa Monica, and didn't have the space to have a second bedroom. There were a lot of fights because mm -hmm. I would keep her awake all the time because I thrashed the bed after I sleep in it looks like a tornado hit yeah. pillows are on the floor it's it's just legs akimbo it's a nightmare yeah so um the second we moved into a place with two bedrooms that was it <laughs> I was like, <laughs> so we have literally probably in 13 years maybe only slept in the same bed 10 times. Yeah. Even when we go on vacation, we sleep in separate rooms. When we go on vacation, we book a room that has a suite that has two separate bedrooms and that's it. So we'll, we'll hang out till it's nighttime and then bye. But maybe that's the secret to a happy marriage. Like, maybe. That works well for us. Like We definitely both feel better in the morning having gotten our own yeah. whatever sleep we get. Yeah, maybe it is. So you yeah. guys had only known each other, from what I remember, a very short time before you got married and kind of lied about it, right? Well, <laughs> I mean, yeah, we like to this day, some people still don't know. Uh, but, yeah, 
we we <laughs> did get we did get married like r- almost like right after we met but we had a big wedding in like a traditional wedding in malibu and then we went home to my parents in virginia and had like a, the backyard you know my dad always sort of wanted us we to sort of had three weddings yeah. basically is what yeah. we're saying we, we did. We decided to do it redneck style and just keep having weddings so people would give us gifts. Totally. But no, you're right. We knew after like six weeks that we yeah. were getting married. It's crazy. You guys yeah. So what was it about, because I know, um, you know, I know a lot of people struggle, especially in LA, to find love and sometimes you think it might be it and then and it's not. So how did you guys just know after six weeks? It's a great question because I, um, I sound awful, but I had my last boyfriend had also been younger and I had just gone through a really bad breakup. She likes children. She's, she likes child brides. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe I have a crush on this guy. Like he, I can't even tell my parents like that he's 10 years younger. Like this is a nightmare. And, and then we went to dinner with my, like the first week we met, went to dinner with a couple, like my best friends. And they were like, oh my God, we love him. And he just always seemed older really than he is. He had a maturity level to him. And I think that having all those strange things in common that we did from our childhood made us like bypass some of the traditional dating things that you have to do. Like, like explaining where you're from or, you know, where I'm from, we do that. Like we, we could just kind of bypass all that stuff. So that may have helped too. But I think so much of all that stuff is in the beginning really is just a lot of like physical chemical attraction. You know, we, we certainly had that. We still have that. Um, but it's also like, you know, being he was smart and we all know i mean it's kind of hard to meet (laughs) a normal (laughs) smart guy and actually one of the first things he said to me that was such a turn on to me was i have no interest in being famous i don't because at the time he was like doing the occasional modeling gig and when he told me he wanted to walk dogs i was like oh my god we're never gonna have any money this is a nightmare (laughs) and he said i have no interest in ever like being a part of the business and you know living in LA that's that's a big I was like oh this guy is like legit he's sincere he's um the dated people before Aaron in the industry yeah you didn't want that anymore yes I was so done with that Um, you dated people before we met (laughs) yes (laughs) or you're bringing out a lot of stuff I did not know this is really uncomfortable fight later (laughs) I think for me it was a little bit of what Lee said the familiarity of being from the same area. Um, I also was literally fresh off the boat, which you always say. That's true. I mean, I lived in LA for maybe a calendar week before we yeah. met. And he walked in and so I was I, like, I didn't have a lot, of, a lot of chance to, to date a lot of crazies. And, um, and, I, and I was kind of always an old soul. Like I wasn't looking to date. I did enough in college. It was, you know, fine for when it lasted. But when I got to LA, and met her, it just, honestly, just clicked, for lack of a better, more descriptive word. It just felt familiar, and it felt, and there definitely was, like, a, a very animalistic attraction. Um, I don't know if this is a PG show, but <laughs> we just, we were very attracted to each other. We had a lot of similar, um, just sentiments about life in general and what we wanted to do. We both have a huge travel bug, so that was really appealing that she'd, already done a lot of traveling, but also was really adventurous and liked to continue to explore new places, which is big for me. It just felt, just felt easy, felt good. Yeah. Oh, great. So it just felt easy and natural from, from day one, really. Yeah. Yeah. 
that's how I feel. I feel like when it's meant to be and not that, I mean, I'm, I'm not married, but <laughs> I feel like from what I've heard from couples like you guys is that when it's kind of meant to be, it's just easy. Like it's not so difficult. Cause I hear people all the time, like, you know, this relationship is going great, but this, this, and this, but you guys never really had any, you know, but like, it just kind of, well, I think what, what I would say to that, and Lee can differ from this if she wants, but it's not that there aren't those buts, but the rest of it is so worth figuring it out mm-hmm. that it, it's, not a, it's not a difference maker in a negative sense. Like, it, the age difference was challenging. I mean, I was 23 when we met. She was 34, or sorry, 32. And that's how uh, obviously that's a huge difference and even though I'm an old soul I still she's experienced a lot more in life at that point than I had and she'd been a working woman for 10 years I was fresh out of college there's just things that I can't relate to you know I was more jealous at that age than I am now um, and more insecure I didn't have a career there were a lot of things that I had to grow into but I think all the positives about what we had going what we liked about each other was easily outweighed any of the stuff that we felt like was a speed bump or challenging. We just worked through it. And it wasn't to say there weren't big discussions and sometimes arguments, but we never, and I will say, I never really felt like, Ooh, this is kind of a game changer. Like this, I don't think we can work this out. Like it was always like, all right, this sucks. This is kind of a hiccup. We got to kind of work through this, but I never ever once went to bed thinking, I don't know how we're going to get through this. It was like, all right, figure it out. This sort of sucks, but. I think the key to it too, is that, um, this is just part of being with me and he's had to kind of learn this and he's gotten better too. It's just transparency. Like I grew up in a house of screamers. So I'm used to like, you know, you have a fight with someone, you get it all out and you're not holding anything in 30 minutes later. And I've really applied that to our marriage and he did not grow up in a house like that. So he kind of had to learn like, okay. I grew up in a house where if you got in a fight, then no one spoke for a week and it was all secrets and it was miserable. You want to just run away for a month. Yeah. And we, to a fault, like tell each other everything, even if it hurts each other's feelings, like we'll say, you know what, you did this, 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 it was ugly. I hated it, you know, and and then you talk through it and get through it. And I think that's a really big key to staying in a good marriage too. I agree. Yeah. I feel like that's a, a huge thing. I've been in relationships where the fights are very toxic. It's like something that should just be a conversation but it can't just be a conversation. Some Somebody just wants to yell and brings out the, you know, either they bring out the worst in you or vice versa. And somehow it's just very toxic and you can't have a discussion. And then I've been in relationships where you bring something up and it's a conversation and then you work through it and you get over it. So I feel like there is a good and bad way to fight with somebody or argue. Absolutely. Um, yeah. It's like you guys are do it in a healthy way, which is great. Just like get it out, figure it out, get over it. That's how I am. I don't like to hold things in. I can't, like you could tell if something's wrong with me right away, if something something's bothering me. So I, in that way, I just like to talk it out. This is bothering me. What can we do to fix it? Let's just fix it and move on. Um, nope. But it's hard to find sometimes people that are your guys, I don't and in my experience in LA, it's hard to find 
guys that are okay with just talking it out and not making it like a blowout fight, you know? So that's like my, my gender is not necessarily always known as great talkers in the healthy sense. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and a lot of it I think comes from, I don't know, just sort of gender stereotypes, which hopefully are maybe shifting um, nowadays, but you know, men are supposed to not be emotional and we're supposed to, you know, be really rigid. I mean, I didn't grow up with, again, a family that like talked through problems. There was just a big eruption and then my dad would move out for a month or, you know, no one would speak to anybody for weeks on end. So I just wasn't around that, but I did decide very early on that's not what I wanted for myself. And Lee was great at sort of helping navigate with me, figure out like, all right, look, this is how <laughs> a normal couple communicates when one's upset or one's mad or one's jealous or one's whatever. We don't just fester it and disappear and let it come back up, you know, six years down the road because you didn't deal with it. You just deal with it and you move on. Right. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. My boyfriend now is really good about doing that. Like, I feel like we've, I haven't, I'm in a new relationship a couple months in. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. So exciting. Um, so we do have to approve of him at some point. You know that's how it works. I know. I cannot believe you guys haven't met him yet. Yes. Um, so far, I mean, we've met each other's families, and right. everyone gets along so far. Everything is good. My little niece, who's two, when she FaceTimes me now, she goes, uh, "Where's Nate?" And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. "Oh my god, here." She's like, "Oh," and then she just walks away. Like she was like. <laughs> So yeah, everything's good. And he uh, also just is a really great communicator. So I feel like that's definitely the key to a yeah. healthy relationship is just communication. Um, so what would you guys say to all the single people in LA that are trying to find love here with all the entertainment people and all the you know, like, how do you, um... I'd say get the hell out. <laughs> <laughs> I get out of that so what, The thing you always say, and I, you, you always quote somebody who says it, maybe it was Michelle Obama, said, you better damn well like the person you end up with, because yeah. eventually... It's a, no, it's a Michelle Obama quote that I do, I love. She said one time when she was asked about her husband, she was like, um looks are great, money is fine, but you better damn well like the person at the end of the day. And I, I, that just sums everything up. Like it's so, yeah, great to have a great looking guy or girl, great to have, meet someone with a ton of money. But at the end of the day, those things, while they're nice things, they don't really matter. Like you really just have to like the person's company. And I, I, that has, I love that quote because it just sums everything up. I mean, I think you have to just... Yeah, if you look at everything else as a bonus, then, but if you just genuinely like the person, you like spending time with them, whether that means, like, the honeymoon period wears off, as much as we all want to say 17 years in, no, it's just like the week we met. Well, no. of course not. That doesn't make any sense. Um, but I still genuinely would prefer to be around her than not be around her. I'd prefer to go on vacation with her than anybody else, but I'd also be prefer to be COVID trapped in my house with her than anybody else. So that stuff, all the extra superfluous stuff is great. It's a bonus. It's icing on the cupcake. But if you don't genuinely just really like the company of the other person, probably not going to last super long. Yeah. 
And we've had friends who, just before I forget, in LA who've met their, um, some of them even got married, but their boyfriends or girlfriends or spouses, like really organically. Like we have a friend who mm -hmm. met her husband at the airport, like waiting for a flight. We have one, someone who met at the grocery store. Like that's, I'm still a big believer, like that that stuff happens. Like everything doesn't have to be online. Like it, you know, I still think there are moments in life where you can meet someone like standing in line or anyone I ever dated in LA, I always met at work minimum at you at work like yeah. I, I mean I just I don't know it's like I feel like if you just kind of keep your eyes open here it doesn't necessarily have to be like the traditional you know LA vapid dating scene it can be meaningful yeah I agree I've never been one for those dating sites because first of all I just never thought that that would be a cool story to tell like <laughs> I, I, <didn't> tell my, <laughs> I mean I know it works for a lot of people which is great they find love but personally I never wanted to say oh I met your dad or your grandpa on a dating site like I just didn't think and I feel like that's forcing something that I'm trying to like play God I feel like in that in that sense like maybe it's not my time maybe I'm meant to do other things before I get married maybe I'm meant to meet somebody else like so I just have always been against that personally and wanted the story of I met someone at a grocery store or at a coffee shop yeah so I oddly enough it's so funny I actually met uh my boyfriend now on Instagram which is not a dating site. It's still online, but it's cute. I mean, like he, he is not even in LA. He's from Fresno. And so we, he saw me on, like somehow I came up on a search page and he liked a couple of pictures. So then I looked at him like, who's this like UI stuff? And then, and we just got to talking and he's like, I'm actually going to be in LA for my birthday this weekend. And I'm like, oh, uh, well, if you, need someone to show you around or take you on a hike or something let me know and so i ended up taking his friends and him on a hike and we did you wear masks on your first date i have to ask yeah that's... is that awkward you know what's i am scared to say because people are going to judge but we did not because we were hiking you're outside that's summer it was hot and so when we met we were walking i parked uh off of pch and he parked a little further down and so he's like oh i see you turn around and so we're walking towards each other and i'm like here we go like you know first time meeting and i'm like he doesn't have a mask on okay i had like my mask in my hand and, I'm like, <laughs> gonna put that away. and it was so awkward and then i'm like walking towards and i'm like wait are we gonna hug are we gonna do this with covid like he's i don't and so and i had been by myself for like two months straight hadn't seen a soul well, you were entertaining all of us <laughs> with my tiktoks so um so I'm walking towards them, and as we're getting closer, I'm like, are we hugging? <laughs> are we doing this? And he's like, sure, why not? Like, I <laughs> It's so funny. Like, you never thought you'd be on a date like that. Like, it's so bizarre right now. See, that's already a good story. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah yeah because it was a pandemic i mean that's a great story yeah. <laughs> i guess it is it's like the pandemic dating story yeah. yeah it's crazy yeah it's pretty nuts and so our first date went really great um and you know there was only a couple places to eat because everything that we had to eat at you know for lunch after a mm -hmm. hike was had to be an outdoor patio 
So I found this place in Malibu and it was on the beach and the wait, because it was the only restaurant really that you could eat at at the time in the area, it was like an hour and a half wait. But that turned out to be really cool because his friends were there. His friends gave us our space and we were waiting on the beach, like in the sand and having like this deep conversation. And uh, we had an hour and a half wait to just talk and get to know each other. And so by lunch, we're sitting there and he's like putting his arm around me. And I'm like, oh my God, like this doesn't feel like a first date. Like we're, it was- Listen, in a pandemic, you had to fast forward a lot of stuff. Right, well, and we were- And he doesn't live here. Yeah, he doesn't live here. We were on FaceTime for so long, you know, before we met and, and even like in between, we see each other every week to two weeks. And so it's, given us time to actually get to know each other, which I think is actually a plus with this pandemic is that I have dated, like even before him, I dated on FaceTime only a few guys in this and you could tell right away within a couple of days if that's somebody you want to date or not. You really get to know somebody just without the physical stuff. Yeah. Right, right. So that's fascinating to me. Yeah. That's wait, we've been married so long, like we don't even we know try. stories. Just to see. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're so happy for you that you're so happy right now. It's yes. great. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. He's lucky. It's still early. It's still early, but but I have to say, like, everything is is really good right mm-hmm. now. We're both really happy. So that's awesome. Yeah, we just have to get him to LA, which might be a struggle. <laughs> I'm not going to Fresno. So. Say, yeah, who wants to stay in Fresno, especially in this heat? I know, right? Um, so now you guys are working together, and I want to talk about your love for dogs because you guys, I've never seen two people more passionate about dogs and animals. Um, so where did that come from? Did you get, did, because I know. You know, uh, Aaron, you were saying that you started out as a dog walker. I don't know if you had that passion for dogs at that time. And then, Lee, did you already have that? Or did you guys kind of eventually just get there together? Or where did that come from? I definitely have always been um, a pretty devoted animal lover. And um, when I grew up in the town that we grew up in, I grew up on a farm. And we always had a weird family with like 12 cats and seven dogs and some horses I I certainly never thought it was going to be a career thing. When I moved to LA, again, it was just a little side thing to make money and do something. And then um, I think Lee can speak for herself, but if you had told her when we met, she was going to have, I mean, she liked, she liked animals. Dirty dogs. Yeah. If you told her she was going to be sleeping in a bed that had like 12 dogs in it on any given time, I think she would have said you were nuts. Yeah. But I mean, she can tell you her passion for dogs has, has exploded. Yeah. And I mean, she's now the girl that when we're driving, if she sees a homeless guy with a dog, she's pulling over and giving the dog treats and telling the guy, here's money, but you can only use it on dog food. Like you can't use it for anything for you. So her passion has really exploded with this. And it's been yeah. actually really fun to see. It's been nice too. This sounds really cheesy, but Aaron's love of animals sort of taught me, um, you know, because we talk about me being older and he felt like he didn't have as much to bring to the relationship. But a, a huge thing that he brought is like his love for animals, like translates to so many other things. Mm-hmm. Like it just kind of opened mm-hmm. my world up to, you know, 
if you love animals this much, you're probably going to be passionate about other things. And that, that really helped me sort of like be okay with living with them and having it, you know, be our full-time business. And then right after we met, we got Bronco who is right here, who is always, Very upset always that he's not here. On camera. Yeah. He's been on, um, yeah, been on the floor here the whole time, but we've had him for, oh my gosh, 13 years, 13. and I, I mean, I'm so in love with him, there are no words. He's actually joined so. us on some of your training sessions, if you recall. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, but I did grow up loving dogs, but not, not like, not like Aaron did, but Bronco really opened my eyes to, like, how, my, I had no idea I could love an animal or love creatures as much as I do, and, I mean, he's my favorite thing on earth. And that includes me. I he am does. so far lower this on the totem true. pole than this guy. <laughs> yeah. But the, the other kind of added bonus that I think probably surprisingly is that some of the really unique places that I've gone to around the world and gotten to take her are because of, I was going to work with exotic animals. Like I, I went to Namibia and worked with lions and leopards and cheetahs and baboons in the wild. And then I took her to Madagascar because I wanted to go see lemurs. These are places she yeah, would, she would never even yeah. been interested in going, but she's very grateful. And we've gone on a bunch of safaris yeah. in Kenya and South Africa. And yeah, we, I never would have done those things without him. So yeah, I think it's like a mutual love of animals at this point. And now we laugh because because of COVID, like, you know, this time a year ago, easily there were 25 dogs at our house, you know, every night. Now maybe, you know, right now, ten. I don't know, there's like 10. And it feels empty having only 10 dogs. We're always like, oh my God, it feels so empty in here. It feels here. really weird. Yeah, so. Wow, only 10 dogs. Yeah, that's sort of just what we're used to at this point. <laughs> Oh, so do you guys have, so obviously like with COVID, you can't really travel right now, but do you guys have um, any travel plans when things start opening up or do you have any um, like goals of places that you want to go or things you want to do or um, like animal um, organizations you want to be a part of or anything? I certainly do. I'll, t I'll give you the Cliff Notes version of how the, the my adventure travel works in this house. So I come up with a list of about three or four things every year when I start to get what I call itchy, where I've been here too long, I haven't done anything to risk my life in a while. And I present like the three or four top choices to Lee. And then it's basically like a three to six month argument over <laughs> what she finds to be the most dangerous. So she has like veto power over several. And then she'll pick the least dangerous one usually. And then we bicker about that for a few months. And then finally she usually gives in and I go. So the one that I was supposed to do last year and had to cancel it um, at the very last minute was I, I've been dying for years to go swim with humpback whales in the open ocean in the South Pacific. I remember Ooh. you planning that trip. Yeah, we fought about it for a while and she finally gave in and then I had to postpone it. So I'm, I'm hoping that's going to be my first one that I get to go on, hopefully maybe next summer. We'll see. Yeah. But keep in mind, I am open-minded about these things. Like, I've gone skydiving with him oh, yeah. and that's, times. She's very adventurous. It's more just... Well, it was I, like I, the time you said he was going <laughs> to canoe down the Amazon. And I was like... I do tend to pick I, things that are I, a little outrageous. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not... You're not getting so that, a canoe on the Amazon. Well, it was the Nile. And, I, and I, we fought about it for a long time. She finally just gave up and said, okay, go. And about three weeks before I was supposed to go, three Americans were 
were on the same on a different river, but right next to it in Africa, and one of them was eaten by a 17 foot crocodile. And so all Lee did was print out the article and she put it on my computer and I got home from work and I was like, oh, and I knew that was the end of that trip. So that was, that was final veto power of that. I've never gotten that one back on the books, but, but she's really, she's really amazing about it. Cause I know it's stressful when I go to places where she's not able to reach me for sometimes a month at a time. I go to places that are dangerous because of wildlife. I also go to places where, I mean, a week after I left the Congo two years ago, um, some rebels kidnapped six rangers and killed them, and one of them was my ranger. And she didn't know I was safe. She couldn't reach me. So I do put her through kind of a living hell. So she's very understanding and, and great about letting me go. These um, uh, um, equate to spa days for me, <laughs> yes. so it's fine. I do return <laughs> with lots of gifts and lots of um like gift certificates for spas and getaways and stuff so i, I try to smooth things over but well i think that's the key right there is that you guys support each other in your goals and your dreams and you just allow each other to be who you are and accept each other um obviously likely you care about where aaron goes and like how safe he is but at the same time you're open-minded to okay he feels like he needs to do this and i think that's a mistake a lot of people I see just as an outsider making their marriages as they try to control uh, their significant other sometimes yeah. or um, kind of, you know, like put the, no, you're absolutely not, and not really understanding like who they are or what they want. And that creates conflict. So, um, so it sounds like the key is really just accepting who you guys are as individuals and it seems yeah it's a really good point because i remember like when i first started at access hollywood and people this was a decade ago and people were getting to know us and they were so i don't know if the right word is horrified or fascinated that that aaron was taking these trips without me and you know people were like oh my god are your feelings a little hurt and i'm like no i'm like pushing him out the door to go because i i know that every time he goes when he comes back for the first month two months he has such a happy buzz just from having had like an adventure experience and he's the same way with me. I mean, I'm super, super close to my family. So I go back to Virginia a lot to visit them. And he, you know, and I go a lot of times without him. And, and you're right. Like a big key to sort of, I think, staying happy is honoring each other's, you know, uh, wishes, like where you want to go. Yeah. And I mean, she's she, doing her own thing. She knows that. I mean, she's seen it happen. It's been two years now since I've been on a big adventure trip and, and part of it obviously is COVID has really knocked everyone's plans out. And she sees how I, I get antsy and I get a little just, you know, insular and, and, and feeling like I'm missing something. And so she knows that as soon as I'm able to travel, she's already started talking about, you got to plan something and just sort of, cause if I have something planned, even if it's six months down the road, I'm happy. It's when I, it's this open-ended, like, well, I don't know. It might be a year. It might be two years. That's when I start to get really just uncomfortable and I get frustrated. Right. And she's really encouraging of, you know, even when she says no, like the Nile trip, she didn't just say, no, you can't go. She said, I really basically no, you can't go, but <laughs> let's find something else. Like, that's just an extreme thing. Someone just died. Let's just not, let's just not do that. So it's not like she says, you just can't go anywhere. She says, that one's really hard for me to accept you to go. Let's find something else. And we did, and it was fine. 
Oh, that's great. So how are you doing now with, uh, with COVID, like not knowing when you're going to travel again? How do you, um, how do you cope with that? And like, what are you doing to kind of say mentally? Uh, it's a fair question. It's, it's weird. It's definitely the first time in my adult life that I don't have anything planned, even on the horizon. Um, but I'm kind of just looking at it as I feel incredibly blessed and fortunate that my business is still doing well enough that we're not struggling when so many are. And, um, you know, it's not forever. I, I'm, I'm still young enough that I can do, I know that I, you know, I'm not missing out on things that aren't going to be there in a year, two years, whenever it is that I can go. And that's fine. It's, it's weird. It's frustrating at times, but I'm, I'm kind of just staying positive about it and, Right. I think like all of us, like you're probably the same way. It's like relearning how to think. Um, we, we've sort of just learned to think like day by day, week to week. Like it's like, okay, what are we doing to get through, you know, this week sort of mentality versus like, you know, where we all took for granted for years and years, like, oh, next year I'm going to go to Paris and I'm going to, you know, go to Africa. Like we just can't think like that right now. So we've sort of just shut down and, you know, started thinking, okay, we're going to take a little road trip next weekend and, you know, drive south of here. It's just, it's just like flipping your whole mentality. It's strange. Yeah. You have to like retrain the way that we think for sure. Totally. Yeah. And then try to look at the positive, you know, um, I'm used to working six days a week, driving five hours a day, sometimes from client to client. And I really didn't have any freedom to travel or see family or friends. Um, and then I had, you know, like this podcast I want to work on and a clothing line and all these things that I want to do. And I really didn't have the time and I'm trying to figure it out. And so, you know, for the first couple of months, uh, of COVID, I'm like, okay, now what? And I felt like I needed to really do something. And so I started, you know, this podcast and, um, started the process of, of, a clothing line and um trying to get that that going and trying to make best you know i'm going home more to see my family and now i have a boyfriend that's long distance so i'm training most of my clients on zoom and or, or facetime so it is i'm trying to see it as a blessing that like i have more time now to see friends and family to work on other projects and i like you said like your business is still doing really great um my business is still doing really great. And so I just feel very fortunate that I'm not stressed because I know a lot of people are stressed about <laughs> their finances and stuff. And so, um, yeah, I think we just have to look at the positive. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, especially for you. Some days when we would train with you and you would tell us how many hours you'd been in your car or driving from the Valley to Santa Monica to the South Bay, like you were going everywhere. So I, maybe this is like a nice pivot situation for you where you can use Zoom more and, you know, not, not be in your car as much. Yeah, and it's going to be really hard. I was thinking about this yesterday. It would be really difficult for me to go back to that lifestyle. This yeah. has shown me that I don't have to kill myself all the time. I'm not as stressed. I feel like I'm happier you know, driving in traffic all day takes a toll out of you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I just think, you know, life is too short. I don't think that we need to be, you know, working as hard as we were. We need to enjoy life. So I think there are some positives that have come out of this. 
um, that I want to take with me after it's over, whatever our new normal will be, um, to, you know, just appreciate life more and travel. I mean, I want, I would love to travel like all the places you guys have and go on safaris and, um, I want to experience all those things, but I've been working and on my own since I was 17. So this is the first time that I've had free time uh, since I was 17 years old. So it's like, wow. been really, it's been really cool. Um, so yeah, I wish it was under different circumstances and people weren't, you know, getting sick and struggling. But, um, but yeah, I think it's just like trying to figure out this new normal and see the positive in things. So definitely yeah and for you i was thinking my my niece is too she loves the zoo and she hasn't been able to go so my sister uh she when she was not when my niece was napping my sister put all of her stuffed animals her safari <laughs> animals all around the room when she woke up she said put on your little safari outfit we're gonna go on a safari and her face like lit up and she put on she has a little safari hat and a little vest and she's ready to go and my sister gave her like a piggyback ride around the house and said okay we're gonna look at the elephants now and went through all her stuff to really that that is so sweet yeah and so you could do that for Aaron That's Lee right. <laughs> oh, yeah okay yeah, right on that <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, funny. Dress up all the I was gonna say you should put your niece on a zoom with us and we can just show her a dog zoo, like an actual live dog zoo. Yeah. <laughs> We've done that. All my family zoom calls like with nieces and nephews. It just, just turned into me turning the camera like showing them all the crazy dogs in here. It's so funny. That's amazing. Thank you guys so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. I love you guys. I love you. Thank you. Oh, and I wanted to just thank you again publicly for in the beginning of quarantine when it was really scary and really bad. Uh, you guys went grocery shopping for me and dropped off a ton of food that was so helpful because I was terrified. I didn't go to a grocery store for like two months. Yeah, same. Um, and Erin, you were like the, you were grocery shopping for everybody that you wanted to be safe. And so even though you weren't like swimming with whales, you were still out there like risking I was braving the, the Ralphs and pavilions <laughs> and Whole Foods of the West Side. It was very dangerous. You absolutely <laughs> it was very dangerous that you did <laughs> it. And I really appreciate it. And that just like speaks about you know who you guys are and why i love you guys so much so thank you for that and thank you for coming oh you're welcome and um yeah i just admire you guys a lot so thank you that's very kind thank of you, you to say you. And we're thank so you. happy that you're happy right now it's great thank you so much right. hopefully we'll see you again yes. in this lifetime <laughs> yes. yes let's yeah. like try to plan something at the park or something soon yeah so that would be great let's do all right, my dear. All right. Thanks, Morgan. Bye. Bye. Bye.